0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the double L team, Lyle and... Lawson! Lawson, how are you this morning? Oh, so good, Lyle. Like, just stoked on life. I had frost on my windscreen for the second morning in a row this morning. Oh, so you're bum? Like, you, you hate life. No, I love life. Oh, okay. God is good. Amen. God created frost. Amen. Uh, but James, James Pontel has uh, revealed that to yes. us because he uses it for God's purposes. For witnessing. Yeah. He writes, Jesus loves you in the ice on his car. That's so awesome. Do you do that? No. Wow. <laughs> like a laugh. <laughs> 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 Okay. <laughs> if you knew what time I got up in the morning, you would know that there would be nobody there to read it. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Man, when I drive
1: into radio, it's packed, bro. I don't yes. know, maybe we come on different roads. You get here a little bit earlier,
0: too. I get here way earlier than you are. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah, I'm here about 30 minutes before Lawson. Mm. Yeah, but my,
1: on my way to work, I don't get frost, but my rosette, super packed. There you go. Like just tradies and other people, teachers, just trying to get to school or whatever. It's it's hectic. Anyway, what are you thankful for this morning? Oh man, I had such a good day yesterday. Actually, so did radio, and then uh, I got a text from my friend. Uh, shout out Hannah Nakagawa. I've had her on the show before. Oh, yes, Hannah's she, amazing. She was like, "Oh, Lawson, come help me out. Uh, we do a uh, so the twenty million movement that we study through every day, uh, every day. Yes, there's like a, a commentary that they do every single week and we she called me she was like hey and come help me out and so we just recorded a 30 minute commentary on the whole lesson this week so there
0: you go Fantastic so I, stuff. I, i'm just ready so you, to talk you, about you, it you today. know what the bible study is all about i'll just let you lead this morning we'll just swap places you can sit in my chair all right yeah
2: let's go <laughs> let's go
0: don't tell me Lyle. you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different
1: into good news and while the good news is today I just want to ask a question why uh, why why are we still here why do okay okay that's a pretty broad question let yeah, me clarify but, okay but
0: I could give some answers to that
1: okay what, what, <laughs> what's your answer the
0: reason that we're still here is because Jesus has not yet come amen okay that's, that's right. there's the first reason here comes the second <laughs> reason because why has Jesus not come Jesus has not come because every person on the planet has not made a final decision for or against God. Amen. Can we have a role to play in that? Absolutely, we can have a role to play in that. And that is what God has called us to as Christians, is to tell people about Jesus Christ so that everybody can make that final decision and probation can close and Jesus can come back. This is... This is you, you
1: started me. You triggered yeah, me. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. Let's, go. No, Let's go. Yeah, really. Um, but my next step was that I, I meant in the sense like, like geographically... Yes. Why are we still here in Australia? Because I just read this article this morning that okay, and and, and this we're gonna find a way to play everything that you just said. Continental
0: drift is (laughs) too slow. (laughs) (laughs)
1: But but Lyle, Lyle, check this out. Lyle. Yes. The Italian government are paying people to move into their cities. They are subsidizing fifty percent of the rent to go to specific towns that look amazing. From Australia. From Australia, from anywhere. You can move there from Australia. From Australia. And they will subsidise your rent to the point where you pay to move to this epic city called... There's, there's a few of these cities. I was reading this first one called Rietta in, in the Lazio region. Or you can move to Santa Faria uh, in Tuscany. Epic places. Yeah, these uh, are beautiful parts of Italy. Th- these it's are amazing country. parts of Italy. You can move there... And live in a house there, like a decent apartment, for two hundred dollars a month. After the subsidy, there's only one problem.
0: What? What? If I'm going to get a job there, I need to just learn to speak Italian.
1: No, but we don't need to. We have internet, bro. You can keep doing Faith FM. You've t- Lawson. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. What are we doing here? Book me an airfare. Uh, well, we can do Faith FM from. Hundred percent. We've done it from Ethiopia, and that place doesn't even have internet. Barely. So, so we, I'm pretty confident that Italy has decent internet. They
0: have better internet than us. They've probably got Lamborghini and yeah, internet.
1: They're, yeah, they've got really good internet Ferrari compared internet. to us. Like, dude, we are literally an island in the middle of nowhere. Like, and our we think our internet's good, bro. Their internet's incredible.
0: We've got, we've got, we've already got jobs. Let's just move there, honestly. Okay, but. You still have to be able to speak Italian to hang out with people. No, that
1: part's easy. Like, I lived in Spain for two years and I barely spoke Spanish and I had friends.
0: You just work it out. <laughs> we, we can learn there, Italian. There, there, is, there is merit to this. There is definitely I, merit I
1: am this. literally, Lyle, I'm like, this This is a cheaper living solution
0: than what I'm in at the moment. Italian like, people are amazing. I love Italian people. Oh, yeah, and the, the place is great. They're just generous and helpful. Mm-hmm. and 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 full of energy
1: especially and if you're Australian this is the thing like we are so advantaged to be Australians living in Europe because everyone loves us. At first, they think we're English, and they're like, eh. but then they, <laughs> then they find out. Sorry, yeah, sorry to the English. Yeah, yeah, sorry to people from the UK. Um,
0: but the when colonials, th- the colonials have overtaken you in the popularity, yeah,
1: hundred one thousand percent. We would move over there, and people would think we're English, and then they would be like, "Oh, where are you from?" Like, I'm actually Australian, and then they'll just literally give us everything that they own and just love us. Like, this is the reality of it. This has been my experience from living in Europe. So yeah. Um, <laughs> and even in this article I'm reading, it's like, hey, they've just fully installed like fiber in, in these different towns, in specifically in Santa uh, Fiora in, uh, in the Tuscany region. They've just insta- installed fiber to the house. They don't even do fiber to the curb. Nothing. No, like gigabit in- internet there. Like That's impressive. That's like literally 20 times faster than the fastest internet we have in Australia. That's amazing. So we we, we could, could move epic, there. We could do We could do the FM show there. Show.
0: What time would it be?
1: Um oh, let me let me work that out. Okay, so um we would actually be doing the show. I okay, so this would work for us. Yeah.
0: We would but be, think about, but think about
2: this. We'd one. be let doing the show that, at night time. Let's
0: say I recommended this to my son. Yeah. He's a panel beater. Yeah. How would he get on?
1: What what do you mean? Like he can, you don't need to speak he, Italian to panel beat.
0: No, but you need to speak Italian to be part of a panel beating workshop. I, Lyle, we are Australian. The, um, we are Australian. Like Maybe we should all go over there and form a, uh, an Australian ghetto. No. <laughs> well,
2: yes, actually, yes, because it would be really
1: nice if we can live in a really nice part of the world where we don't even pay any money to live in an amazing place. Because this is the thing; okay, it's not the, like oh, you're right, living right, in like right, right.
0: ridiculously okay. terrible. But there housing. are some advantages to living in Australia. Uh-huh. We have the most successful COVID uh, plan on the planet right now.
1: Ah, oh, Lyle.
0: Seriously, Australia is a good country to live in. That's true. true. There's no, there is. You know, (laughs) people like to throw stones at the government and so forth. But find me a government in the world that has been as effective at uh, eliminating COVID as ours.
1: I'm looking up the COVID stats in Italy, man. Yeah, they're not great. Oh, they're declining. They're declining.
0: Yes, they've only got. They do that from time to time, and then they go back uh, up.
1: Four thousand cases a day. (laughs) Oh, Oh, only four thousand a
0: day. Okay,
1: (laughs) so that's yeah, that's not great uh, compared to us, where we have like one or zero. <laughs> no, zero for a long time <laughs> Yeah. so uh okay maybe this isn't the best plan But belial sometime in the future it's like COVID, you know, we need to take this up
0: it's just covid
1: okay all right i have one more thing i need to talk about this that was really great i have you one might die
0: mo- you go to italy but you might die
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm not a risk anyways let's go all right last thing i wanted to talk about this morning so you know the restaurant red red lobster in the united
0: states so, you know, I'm not sure that I am familiar with that one. Is that a uh, is that countrywide or is that just sort of like it, It's a chain. In- it's a countrywide chain. Yeah. Um but
1: you probably would never have been no. there because the main thing that they serve is lobster. lobster. who would eat who would eat um it's sea like, cockroaches? It's one of those things where like they pull the lobster out of the tank, put it in the bucket like they They're just cockroaches. Just, yeah. From but, the sea. So, check this out. Check this out. I don't out. eat cockroaches. I read this story. I read this story where they're at the, these employees. They're at Red
0: Lobster. They're, you know, chilling. And they will tell me how good these cockroaches are. And in other countries where they eat actual land cockroaches, they tell me how good they are as well. I'm not interested in eating anything yeah, that's
1: happening. That I've eaten both of those things sea cockroaches and land cockroaches. And neither of them are good. Uh, but check it out. So, they found this cockroach. I mean, this lobster. <laughs> they found this lobster that was like, it's a, it's a calico lobster. (laughs) Which is like incredibly rare they reckon it's like 1 in 30 oh, million Wow like chance of catching this Rob lobster and it's just like chilling in the tank about to be boiled up two of the the employees recognize this are like okay we should probably tell someone and then they get in contact with a like a wildlife thing and they come and pick the lobster up and the lobster gets saved and now it's living in a wildlife reserve and I'm like man why don't they just do that to every single lobster and just replace make the whole thing like a vegan lobster restaurant I ate vegan fish yesterday it tasted like fish I don't, I don't know how I don't know why but this this looks like I'm, I'm I'm solving the world's problems right now. There you go. (laughs) You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: All right, Lyle. Yes. What's going on? Current news. Current news. So in Texas, uh, they have just passed passed a fetal heartbeat bill, uh, which is something that has been taking place in a number of US states in recent times, which basically means that you can't do an abortion after six weeks. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of almost outlaws abortion because most women don't realise that they are pregnant until Mm. a heartbeat can be detected. Uh, Of course, an ultrasound will be required before any abortion is performed to determine whether there is a heartbeat there or not. And so, yeah, now Texas, along with a number of other states, has virtually outlawed abortion. Well, essentially like they're giving
1: themselves uh like they're giving women a timeline in which they can still like consume like a plan B pill, like chemi- you know, which is like yes. a chemical abortion or whatever. Um which is, you know, that you suspect that you've been pregnant without really seeing signs. But yeah. That is, that
0: is still available. Yeah, but which is something that would you know and, and I don't agree with this, but it would provide for somebody who has been raped.
1: Hmm. Uh
0: you know i th- i th- still think that you know you don't solve one bad thing by doing another bad thing mm-hmm. um you don't solve one horrific thing by doing something yeah. that is also horrific yeah you know. uh so this is another step in the process of actually banning abortion it's interesting that the world is starting to move on this uh one state at a time in the us I do believe that if history is to continue, and I pray that it doesn't and that Jesus will come back soon, that we will one day look on this era, the abortion era, with the same kind of horror that we look back on the eugenics era. Mm. It will be placed in the same category because I mean, the reality is that abortion and eugenics have so much in common. Yeah, wow. Well. You could argue that abortion and eugenics are basically the same kind of thing. Anyway, uh, let's see. What else have we got here? This is... One of 500, copy this, 500 pro-life bills that have been filed in the United States this year. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, In the first four months of 2021, 61 of them so far have been passed and gone through and been signed into law. Mm. That's a lot of legislation against abortion. So is this... Like
1: the being signed through by the Supreme
0: Court? No, this is being signed through by states. Yeah, okay, yeah. This is one of the major uh, laws that has been. You know, they've probably picked the strongest of these laws. I think mm. it's coming out of Mississippi. From from memory, uh, has been sent to the Supreme Court for the Supreme Court to rule on it, because you know abortion was made a constitutional right back in uh, Roe versus Wade. It will be, in, and that's like fifty years ago now. Uh, It will be interesting to see where the Supreme Court goes. It is most likely that the Supreme Court will support the pro-life position. Mm. And uh, one of the reasons why there have been so many of these laws going through is because legislators for the first time recognise that they have a Supreme Court that will actually back them whereas in the past no one was bringing these kinds of laws forward because it was like, yeah, well, we can make these laws, but it's just going to go straight to the Supreme Court. It's going to be banned and it's going to be a waste of time, mm. but now they have a Supreme Court that is supportive uh, and so they are seeing this as becoming a an opportunity and, yeah, all these laws are coming through. Uh, in Texas, 12 cities have become cities of refuge. Oh, wow. Sanctuary cities. That have completely outlawed abortion under any circumstances, apart from medical emergencies to, you know, save the life of the mother and so forth. Mm. So that's pretty full on. Uh, and this is all taking place, and this is interesting because it's taking place in an increasingly secular country, mm.
1: and even in it, like an increasingly secular state. Yes, uh, 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 Texas was a blue state in the last election.
0: Yes, like yes. No, no, not and even. This is, and this is being driven by. Uh, a, a large part is being driven by immigration mm. because, you know, these southern states used to be, you know, your, your typical redneck states, but they now, now no longer are. There are high populations of people from every different part of the world, mm. you know, particularly India and China and so forth, that have immigrated to these areas and they bring a whole different worldview with them and a breadth of thought. Um, as a result of that, they are no longer, you know, your, your, your hardcore red states. Mm. but yeah this is so this is interesting because you've got as the country becomes more and more secular, and I'm going to talk about this in just a moment as the country becomes more and more secular you've got secular people who are recognising that abortion is absolutely immoral mm. in, in, in every way, shape and form uh, so there's a new study that's come out Uh, This one is called the American Worldview Inventory 2021 by the Arizona Christian University. Uh, I mentioned that I was going to talk about this. That shows that a belief that you go to heaven by accepting Jesus Christ, Generation X, Gen X, that's me, Uh, 26% of us believe that to be true. Millennials, only 16%. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a dramatic change, and there's been a similar dramatic change in other areas as well. So if you go back to uh, boomers, 50% of boomers, and then if you go back to builders, so that's the uh, the greatest generation from born from 1927 to 1945, uh, 90%. Okay. 90% believe that salvation is found in Jesus Christ. And so those were the four generations that they covered – uh, 1927 to 1945 with the uh, Builders, 46 to 64 with the Boomers, 65 to 83 with Gen X, and 84 to 02 with the Millennials. Do you fit in there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm 98. Okay. Yeah, so. Sneaking in there.
1: Uh, yeah, but that, that's – I've been told a bunch of times that I'm not a
0: Millennial, like I'm and too this young. And is, this, is, this is one of those things where, you know, all of these different generations, it just depends on who you ask, which is why I actually gave the – Dates, the Mm. date range that they were looking at because the names are so different applied in so many different ways. Anyway, uh, those who don't know or don't believe in God, boomers, only 28%. Millennials, 43%. Okay. So that's really becoming more secular. Yeah. Uh, What's interesting is more millennials believe in Satan than believe in God. So 46%... Of forty three percent of millennials don't know or don't believe in God, but forty four percent of millennials believe in Satan. Sixty four percent of boomers believe in Satan. Um, those that identify as yeah, yeah, you're sitting there smiling. I'm sort of wondering. Okay, I don't even know what to do with that. No, so this how is, do you believe more in this is Satan this
1: is my thought is that like literally. Two, two things would have happened here firstly like among millennials you've seen the proliferation of secular um satanist culture and religion yes which is just which is just like the aesthetic that yes. I actually believe but like they you know it's just it proliferated by satan tv shows satan becomes a
0: personification of the force of nature
1: yeah yeah that kind of thing um and then that you know they just wear like Fishnets and spikes and whatever, and I like goth. Um, but the other thing is, I'm like, oh man, were they just like making a meme? Like, were they just, were they just kidding around? It, it, you know, in 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 that sense, like, were they just, did they just like literally? This is something that like my generation would do would say, like, oh, do I believe in God? Take it seriously. Do I believe in Satan? Yeah, okay, I believe in Satan. Like, maybe they were just
0: joking. I don't know. Anyway, 57 percent. Call themselves Christian. They identify as Christian, even though that forty-three percent don't believe in God. So Christianity as a philosophy, not as a religion, yeah, compared wow. to builders which are at 83% who call themselves Christian.
1: Welcome back to Faith F and we have now come to our interview section of the day. And joining us on the phone is a regular here on Faith FM, Camilla Scaff. Camilla, how are you?
2: Good morning. Hello, Lawson.
1: How are you? It's very good to be back every time. Oh, do well, I'm fantastic. I believe you're fantastic. We just spent uh, about, you know, almost a week up at camp uh, up, you know, last week. So, doing fantastically great. But now we are going to do an interview about addiction you are the health director the director of the health department here in the north new south wales conference and we want to just yeah talk about this topic of addiction and recovery and all these kinds of things so let's just jump straight into it
2: hello Lawson. so yes look the we were at camp as you said Mm -hmm. And I realized by talking to people and I was conducting a couple of workshops um, introducing the topic of addiction as a big issue in Australia. I mean, a lot of people already know that, but talking mainly about the solutions for it and Mm -hmm. how uh, us as a, a, a church can actually bring that. A solution to people and make it accessible so that we can empower people to find a better life and uh, win and get over these addictions that are um, really being very harmful to families, people, and not enabling people to live their best lives. So um, I guess, first of all, I wanted to ask you, Lawson, mm. from your experience, and maybe somebody maybe listening to us and me thinking, okay, I know what addiction is and I'm not an addict because I'm not addicted to drugs. For instance. Mm. But um, what do you think of the concept of addiction? When I say addiction, what comes to your mind?
1: I think of something that you, it's usually, you know, some kind of external thing that you essentially rely on uh, that you can't live without. Now, there are things that like we say that we rely on that we can't live without, like water or food, but addiction is usually something that we can go without but we yes. need uh, yes. for some reason. The, the psycho, there's a psychological issue going on there where we need this thing.
2: That's right. So, I think you're right spot on. You said a lot of interesting things. For example, an addiction is something that... Um, you rely on and mm. usually an addiction could be not only a substance. We're usually just attributing addictions to more substance like drugs, alcohol, mm. smoking and et cetera. Cause those are big issues here in Australia. Mm. But addictions can be also, you can be addicted to a person or it can be an event or an activity even. Uh, and usually we use these to self medicate the pain that is in our soul. Isn't that deep? Mm-hmm. But it's so true. Usually all of the addictions are really the tip of the iceberg. So the addiction itself is usually not the problem. They're just like the very tip of the iceberg and the problems are really the scars that are in people's hearts and souls. Mm-hmm. So that is usually what causes people to rely on a person, a substance, an event, or an activity to be able to self-medicate that pain inside. And I'm sure there are lots of people that are be listening and are thinking, "Hmm, now I can reevaluate my thoughts on addiction because I might find ways that I may be addicted to something or someone or an event or an activity. Hmm. Um, any unhealthy attachments to objects or people or behaviors or substances may become an addiction, and like I said, it may become this iceberg that builds up in yeah. people's life. That's interesting. So I wanted to bring this subject because I thought everyone is at some point in life facing some type of addiction? now that I've given that definition. Don't you think so?
1: Oh yeah, 100%. It's really interesting. We talk about, um, you know, I, I think the reason why alcohol and drugs are always in the conversation or always the most commonly brought up is because they're the most visibly debilitating. Um, mm-hmm. But isn't it interesting, yeah. like you mentioned, it could be a person, it could be an event, it could be a behavior. Often things that people don't see, but uh, we rely on. It makes me think, of a a song that I really like and there's a line and it's like, we can't survive without dependence on something. It's just this idea that there's often something bubbling underneath the surface that we're having dependence on and oftentimes that thing, because of that dependence, isn't very good.
2: Yeah. And then oftentimes addictions can be very like unconscious. Like, you know how people say, I'm not addicted to anything. Like, Mm. for for instance, now, um, you know, a lot of people are trying to research and understand more the addictions for social media and the effects in the mental health, especially for young adults, Um, but also other kinds of addictions. You know, people can be addicted to exercise, which is something really good, but then if Mm. you're addicted to it, if you're self-reliant, if you're using that as a way to cope for pain, it can become um, something destructive. So anything that is, like, compulsive as a use of... um, any psychoactive materials, really, in response to the stress of life experiences or typically something dating back all the way to childhood, that can also be classified as addiction. Mm. Yeah, and also, like, I mean, we all have life experiences that are very likely to be lost in time that we don't remember, but other people can be um, having these Traumas or things from childhood that is protected by shame, by secrecy, or like social taboos, and we don't talk about it. And I feel like a lot of people feel isolated because of that. And so it's easier to self-medicate and go to attach, um, you know, yourself. And I can see that in my own life. It's oftentimes I've attached myself into, um, for example, working. Mm -hmm. I've been a workaholic all my life, and not only a workaholic, but, you know, I'm addicted to events. Like, I'm constantly trying to run events or participate in events Mm -hmm. or things that are happening in my life. And I realize that um, a lot of times it's to cope some type of trauma or pain or shame that has been attached to my past. Um, I remember... Yeah, like I just want to quickly share, like my mother was, um, she got pregnant at 14 years of age. And um, at the time, which is like 40 years ago, mm. um, it was very shameful. And um, everyone wanted her to get an abortion. And literally everyone, but maybe her and somebody else that were saying, oh no, even though you're young, you can still do that. And uh, I know through a process of therapy that I have had carries this um, sort of like drive for doing things and for proving myself and for, you know, even doing things that are maybe successful. So it's, such, it's good for my life, but at the same time, um, I need to recognize that this comes all the way from the womb, um, from my feelings of, um, you know, like I need to survive, sort of. So I need to constantly do things to prove myself. So this is, it, it, it's good to be aware of what kinds of addictions you may be falling into like my, my example, um, into work or doing things, because that way I need to um, seek other kinds of help, especially therapy, to make sure that I don't overdo or that it doesn't become destructive to my life.
1: Mm, that's really interesting. It seems as though, yeah, people are using these addictions, specific, particularly the ones that yeah aren't as outwardly debilitating. It's like so that they don't have to confront those issues. But but rather, I think where we're going in the conversation is that it's probably better to deal with the problem and find a solution.
2: That's right. And we're going to talk a little bit about the solutions here, but I also want to share some materials. And today I also wanted Mm. to make it available um, for um, uh, free, freely available for people that are willing to get help and we have some ways to help them. But anyway, I wanted to say that... um, the great part of this all is that uh, we know that the solution is um, in Christ. It's Christ-centered. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you need the support from people. That's very good. For example, are you familiar with the 12-step program or the AA model that yeah. like support groups? Yes. So this is proven to be a very powerful solution where people can get uh, support and they can hear of each other's struggles and help themselves by just being part of this kind of family uh, or mm-hmm. support group that they attend once a week. Um, studies have also shown that being part of a supportive church or people who are really um, sharing the struggles and caring each other um, by uplifting in prayer and study of the Word is also very um, uh, helpful. But I wanted to share here <clears throat> that the Bible brings the concept of healing and wholeness uh, for all kinds of addictions. And, um, you probably heard the word shalom, which is an Old Testament means healing, health, and wholeness in mind, body, spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, also the term salvation in the Bible that is like the healing of all of our brokenness and reconciliation and connectedness with our God and ourselves and our neighbors. But also the Bible brings a term sozo, which is a New Testament, uh, word used when referring when Jesus was bringing healing and wholeness and salvation. So we know that the word of God and God himself is the source, is the solution for all of our problems, including, including the very deep roots problems and the problem of pain and fear. So I want to encourage people that are listening today, because if you are feeling the pain, the soul pain, and if you're looking for addictions, if you recognize yourself as someone who's, constantly looking for things or people or events to kind of help to um, you know, bring that pain down, remember that God is the main solution. Christ is ready to help you. Um, and finding a support group is also very helpful. So if you're in your neighborhood, you can find a 12-step group, a, a church group that can help you and firm yourself on promises. I wanted to finish up with a promise um that is in second corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 and it says now the lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty there is emancipation mm. from bondage and there's freedom from sin and from all kinds of addiction so um this also there's a, a beautiful verse in isaiah chapter 61 And verses 1 and 2, he has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives, captives and the opening of the prison and of the eyes to those who are bombed. So I wanted to encourage everyone today that there's healing and there's hope for any of your addictions and your fears and your pain.
1: Oh, that's so powerful. It's, it's awesome to see that we have solutions to these problems. Oh, so it seems like the solution to these problems is to be a part of these programs and to look for God in them as well. And I just want to ask now, is there a place where we can
2: find these programs? Yes, absolutely. There are several places people can find. So some of them that are specific to alcoholism issues, addicts, they can go to AA. Um, I know that the Salvos also offer a 12-step group. um, And the Adventist Health uh, Department um, on the church is also offering a journey to wholeness group, which encompasses the 12 steps and it focuses on steps to Christ. So just helping people step by step to get to know Christ and to get to know um, his programming, his purpose for their lives. And that really, truly transforms lives and help people to um, solve the problem of pain and the problem of addiction in their lives. Mm. So I would say if anyone is interested to be connected to any group in their community all over Australia, they can contact us. Um, It can be um, over the North and South Wales Conference and Health and Wellness website. Uh, They can Google it, or it could be directly with Faith FM, and we will be happy to connect them to a group um, to help them on their journey.
1: Epic stuff. Camilla, thank you so much for joining us on the phone this morning for that interview.
2: Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.